Welcome. This is the Intimacy Podcast. Here you'll find clean sex talk, answers to your intimate questions, and practical advice to take your relationship to the next level. I'm your host, certified intimacy coach and instructor, Rhonda Farr. While this podcast is not rated explicit, some content may not be suitable for younger listeners. Hey, everybody. How are you? Are you enjoying December and the Christmas season? I hope you're all remembering to take some time to be intentional about your marriage. (laughs) I know from personal experience, it can get just a little bit overwhelming this time of year for some of us as we try so hard to create a nice Christmas for the people we love. So I get it. I'm right there with you. I know we have good intentions, but I urge you to just be a little bit more conscious of your significant other as well because we want to survive the holidays loving each other. (laughs) We want to be happy with each other, right? We want to enjoy the season and the reason for the season. Our family is actually enjoying this holiday season. It seems like after um, Halloween, then everything just starts the ball rolling and before we know it Christmas is upon us for us we have birthdays and anniversaries in between Thanksgiving and Christmas and even right after the new year more birthdays so we're over here just hanging on for the ride but we are trying to make time for each other if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook you might have even seen some of the pictures of my boys Recently, we did some training with the American Ninja Warrior, four-time finalist, the Island Ninja. If you guys are American Ninja Warrior fans, you probably know who he he is. That was such a fun evening. Our boys got to hang out with him and do some obstacles. You might have also seen me trying to shoot targets with a shotgun that has quite a lot of kick to it. (laughs) It jerked my arm up, so I didn't get anywhere near my target, but... Pretty funny to watch my reaction. So, we've been having some fun times for sure. And, just a little plug, if you want to see some of those behind-the-scenes videos and pictures of my family, not necessarily all intimacy-related stuff, head on over to Facebook or Instagram and search for Rhonda Farr underscore the underscore intimacy coach. So I'd love to see you over there and you can get to know a little bit about me when it comes to behind the scenes stuff. I want to be honest with you guys though. There have been some pretty hard times for me lately too. I won't go into all the details of it, but there have been some pretty, excuse me, pretty challenging parenting moments for me lately. Also, in case you're wondering, I also still have challenging marital moments. (laughs) Just because I'm a coach and I teach these tools doesn't mean I'm immune to those. But some of the interactions that I've had with my kids and other kids and just life in general have actually left me questioning my ability to be a good mom to these boys and to be the person that I want to be in the world that I'm living in today. I just want you guys to know and be very clear that our brain does that to all of us. It's not just you, and sometimes I feel like it's just me, but I know when I think about this logically, it's not just me either. That's what brains do. They question, and they judge, and they point out the hard and the negative. 
sometimes we're so tempted to look at others and think that their lives are so great and they just have it all together. And sometimes maybe they do have it together for that particular second. More power to you when you feel that way. I actually love those moments and I feel like, yes, here is a moment that I'm just going to soak it all in because it feels so good. Here's the thing. I teach a lot of really good tools that help me and my clients tremendously in life. But I also want to be very honest about the fact that sometimes I get emotionally sucked into my own stuff just like you do. And it's super hard for me to stay objective and intentional about how I handle my family and all of my relationships. Specifically, it's hard for me at times to handle my own thinking about the circumstances that arise in my life. About circumstances that probably arise for many of us. It's not exactly the same as what you're going through, but it's just like a different flavor of a similar story for most of us. It's almost like, for me anyway, it's almost like I get blinders on sometimes. I'll get these blind spots and I consider those blind spots to be things in my life that I just can't see clearly because either I'm too emotionally involved in the situation to be objective or I can't see clearly because I just believe my thoughts about the situation to be facts, okay? That seriously is one of the most painful things any of us can do to ourselves, to believe that our thoughts are facts that can't be changed. Okay, I'll explain a little bit more about that. But when we believe everything we think to be just the truth, the absolute truth, then we become powerless to find change in our lives. Okay, so if we think our life is beautiful and we think we're super blessed and we think that we can get through anything, I think that's okay. You just keep thinking that's the truth. (laughs) But for many, many of us, we might have a thought like that here and there occasionally, one of those positive thoughts, but we also have a lot of negative thoughts that we believe are just factual and can't be changed. So for example, if I believe my husband is just selfish That has crossed, I have a great husband, by the way, you guys, but that's also crossed my mind. I think, oh my gosh, he's selfish. If I believe that to be a fact, then I don't give myself the opportunity to open up my mind to seeing him in a different light. I cut off my appreciation for him. I get stuck with this selfish husband that I'm frustrated with and that will never change in my mind. Do you see how that works? By the way, I'm 100% sure he's also had thoughts like that about me. (laughs) Even though we're great people, right? We're both pretty great people. Sometimes our perspective of the other person is skewed. If I believe my children are just disrespectful and here to make my life harder, I'm not going to take the initiative to learn more about them probably. I'm probably not going to pause and really try to understand what they are experiencing because it won't matter to me. These are just disrespectful little humans that are here to make my life harder. I don't need to know anything about them, right? I really want you to understand that we don't have to believe everything we think. About a week ago, I was sitting in church with my boys And one of them in particular was really struggling to sit still and to not be distracting to everyone around us. Now, I'd redirected him several times, 
And this isn't the first incident of this happening (laughs) this particular day. It had happened many times in the past as well. And in my mind, you know, as I was redirecting, I started thinking like, here we go again. And I felt like he was just ignoring what I was saying. So in this moment, I made yet another request of him. You know, I'm like trying to keep it together, kind of gritting my teeth. And he still didn't respond to me. And I could feel my face starting to burn, and the frustration was really rising quickly at this point. So I grabbed the stuff he had out of his hands, and I put it away. And obviously he was frustrated, and he not so quietly started to refuse and talk back to me, (laughs) acting like a typical little boy, but it was pretty embarrassing, right? Because it's quiet in there, and I feel like it probably wasn't as bad as I felt like, but I thought, oh my gosh, it's causing a scene. And I had all these thoughts already going through my mind. I don't know if you guys have listened to my podcast about labeling other people as difficult. (laughs) Let's just say I probably should have listened to that podcast before church that morning. But I didn't. Anyway, this was a prime example of that downward spiral that I teach about in that episode. I told you, sometimes it's hard for me to recognize it when I'm in my own emotional situation. And this was definitely one of those times. So anyway, here we are in a church pew, surrounded by lots of people. This little boy of mine was feeling very upset. I was feeling lots of things. Frustration, embarrassment, disrespect. I was feeling incapable of parenting this child correctly. Ugh. I don't know about you, but just thinking about that moment, it just, ugh, I hate feeling that way. Have you ever had those feelings? Do you know what I'm talking about? If we aren't careful... Those are those moments that we can really spin out of control here. I think it happens a lot in our marital relationships too. I'm talking about my kid to um, to just highlight a point. But think about how this happens in your marriage. Like Something gets said or something doesn't get done. Or maybe you feel like you're doing everything. And you go to all these thoughts like this isn't fair and they don't care. And why can't they see what needs to be done around here? Or maybe if we tie it into the intimacy piece, why doesn't he understand that this is something that I'm craving and he's the only person I feel like I can go to for this and I feel so helpless and out of control in this situation. It definitely happens in all of our relationships. We get so emotional and we often feel disrespected or unheard or maybe even unloved. Perhaps we feel like we don't even know how to be the husband or the wife that we want to be in that situation. For me, when I get stuck in this, it's like I know that I'm not behaving how I'd like. So for me, I'll have a little flash of, oh my gosh, I'm about to go there and I don't want to rave like a lunatic. I can feel it happening, but I don't quite know how to stop it. You know, I know that if I go there, I'm not going to get the results that I want by handling it that way either. But I also just don't know what else to do. It feels very out of control sometimes. So in the heat of those hard moments, you might not even have any desire to put forth more more effort and try to improve the situation. (laughs) I want you to know, I feel you here, but just stay with me. I'm going to go back to my son for a second. As I sat there with him, that's definitely how I was feeling. Like, I felt like I was starting to spiral, but I also kind of had a glimpse of wanting to keep it in check, but I didn't quite even know how, and the emotions were just cycling 
and spinning at me one after the other. And it felt so heavy and like so much was coming. I kind of just relinquished my own efforts in that moment, honestly. And I'm not saying you have to always do this, but in that moment, I just said a silent prayer, like to please be able to know how to just show love to this kid in this moment and to just know how to be able to parent him in a way that would help us both. And what I think that did for me was just give me a little pause from all those emotions and all those feelings. It was kind of like I was able to go to this little peaceful place in my brain for just a minute when I did that. And somehow I was able to get up from the pew and I asked him to come with me. (laughs) Very reluctantly, he followed me with red, swollen eyes. And we found an empty room and we sat down together side by side. And that little walk out, again, I think it gave us both just a couple of minutes to take a deep breath and kind of, you know, be with our own thoughts for a second. And I told him when we sat down together that I was struggling And then I could tell that he was struggling too. We were very honest. I explained to him that I knew we both were having a very different experience of the situation at hand. So then I just asked him to help me understand what he was feeling in that moment. I kind of abandoned what I was thinking and my thoughts. And you know what, you guys? He was really sad. He was really hurt. He was feeling completely unheard and disrespected, (laughs) just like I was, right? I asked him to tell me why he felt that way. And of course, his thoughts were coming out fast and he was having all these emotions with it, but he was able to talk to me about how he felt at home and how he felt in relation to his brothers. He talked to me about his intentions when I grabbed the book from his hand earlier. He told me how he often feels like he has absolutely no say or control in his life and how frustrating that feels to him. You know, some of it was a lot of normal kid stuff that he shared, but some of it was super insightful for me. I could really see why he was feeling that way. Then I asked him if it would be okay if I shared some of the thoughts that I was having and maybe a little bit of my perspective of our interactions. And after we talked, we hugged, (laughs) but I knew he was still processing things. He let me share with him my thoughts um, and perhaps he took some things from it, a few things from it, and probably some of the things he didn't hear very well. And that was okay. I let him do it. I let him process through it in the way that he needed to in that moment. And I could tell I myself was still coming down from all the big emotions that I was having as well. But you guys, I was so grateful in that moment that that little interaction that we had caused a shift in my perspective. Okay, I received that shift in perspective At that time, because we were able to sit down and talk and his words gave me so many new vantage points to think about the situation from. His thoughts created an opportunity for me to interpret his perspective and have new thoughts of my own. Okay, so of course, asking him his side of things helped a ton. But for today, I really want you to know Even if you don't have the opportunity to have a talk like this, you can still shift your perspective with new thoughts, okay? So if you do have an opportunity to sit down with your spouse and say, you know, what's your perspective? Can I share my perspective? And maybe they won't want to hear your perspective. 
Sometimes that happens with me. (laughs) Maybe they won't want to hear it, but I promise you, even still, it's valuable to hear where they are coming from so you can have a shift in your own perspective, so you can have a new interpretation. I was recently reading a post on Instagram from one of my coaching peers at the Life Coach School. And by the way, if you want some good inspiration for your to-do list stuff, if any of you struggle with that, you can search for her by looking up sublimereflection.coaching. But anyway, here's what her post read this particular day. She said, what are three other ways I can think about this? A big old quotation. And I was intrigued, so I went on to read more. And she explained, anytime I'm struggling with something in my life, and I find it hard to see beyond my limited perspective, I ask myself this question. Thinking of three other ways I could think about something helps me remember my thoughts are always a choice, and there are many to choose from. And then she invites, next time you're struggling, ask yourself this question and watch as the situation loses its power as your perspective shifts. Close quote. Isn't that so good? You know, I talk a lot about shifting thoughts and beliefs on the podcast, so of course this resonated with me, but I love how my peer gave a very specific number of perspectives to consider. Sometimes the brain feels overwhelmed when we try to do something new, and then when we'll go ahead and just give it a very concrete task or maybe a small number to work with, it allows the brain to feel um, capable and it seems so much more doable. As humans, we want to think things are doable, right? We want to think things are simple. So, you guys, this is a very simple way to make a big impact in your relationship. So, right now, think to yourself about a very specific situation with your spouse that you are struggling to work through. You know that one where you just feel like you aren't compatible? For my husband and I, it was always communication, It seemed like we were so completely incompatible when it came to our communication styles. (laughs) So whatever that thing is that you don't even know how to deal with right now, I want you to think of that. And Maybe when you think about this issue, it just seems too frustrating and you don't even want to be the one who has to change or consider a different perspective. I get that, but I really want you to see that this exercise could really change your relationship for the better in a very impactful way if you'll just open up your mind. Okay, so are you with me? What are three other ways you could think about this particular issue in your marriage? Pause me for a few seconds if you'd like. At the very least, after we finish this podcast, take some time when you have a couple of minutes later today and really think through this exercise. It's such a good skill to teach your kids as well. Okay, I'm gonna give you a couple seconds. All right, you still with me? Now listen, just because you think of three other ways to think about something, I wanna be very clear about this, it doesn't mean that there will be an immediate solution to your problem. That's not what this is all about. Though I do wish that were always the case. It's not. What it does mean, though, is that you are opening yourself up to the possibility of new perspectives. You're opening your brain up to new ideas. 
You're getting your brain thinking about things in a new way. And from this new mental space, this is where change first starts to take form, okay? So while it might not be an immediate change that you want, an immediate solution, it is the first step to take form of that change that you would like to eventually see. Dr. James Gottman talks about how sometimes we get ourselves into this negative mindset pattern with our spouse. And he says we actually train our brain to hone in on all the negative qualities of our husband or wife in a particular situation. Have you ever done that? Quite often when we're doing this, we don't notice, but we'll just be like, ah, so annoyed by everything. Maybe this will resonate more. Like everything they do is just driving you bonkers and you don't even want to be around them. And you wonder why they chew their food that way or why they cough incessantly. Or my husband, (laughs) when I'm in this place, I always notice how often he clears his throat. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Anyway, Dr. Gottman talks about how sometimes we get ourselves into this negative mindset pattern with our spouse and we hone in on all the things we don't like and then it kind of morphs our whole perception of the relationship. What I want you to see is as we intentionally open up our mind to thinking from lots of possible perspectives that are outside what our our default is, right? So we get into that default thinking. But as we intentionally open up our mind to these new perspectives, we will actually begin breaking this pattern of always seeing the bad or always seeing the annoying, frustrating, negative things in our partner. Perhaps when you think of new ways to interpret the situation, you could ask yourself, is there anything that um, my spouse might be doing right right now in regards to this situation? Is there any piece of this situation that I actually do appreciate? You might have to be really intentional with some good questions to get your brain open to new perspectives. Going back to my son for a minute, I want you to realize that he's still the same little boy with the same tendencies that I described earlier, okay? Our conversation that day did not change who he is, but it did help us create a little bond of understanding. And it opened up both of our eyes a little bit. Remember, I was able to ask questions, you know, what is your perspective of the situation and why do you feel that way? Even if he and I hadn't been talking, I could have asked myself, hmm, I wonder what he's thinking about this or I wonder what he thinks he's doing right right now that I'm not able to see. can even ask ourselves what the other person might be thinking. So with my little guy, uh, after we had that whole interaction that day, we were at home later and I was trying to have a conversation with my kids. Usually on Sundays, we have a little discussion about church concepts and materials and we were going through this and we're all kind of gathered in the kitchen. Most of us were at the table and during this time, some of the other boys were complaining. (laughs) One was hiding under the table, I remember, And he was very adamant that it didn't matter how he was sitting. And in hindsight, you know what? He probably was right. But anyway, I was frustrated that he wouldn't get out from under the table at the moment. There were kids who had to get a drink right at that moment. And one kid got up and had to go to the bathroom right when I was trying to explain something and asking him to do something. 
And I just started to feel again, like, oh, here we go. Nobody appreciates me, right? My efforts aren't working. And I felt like everything I was trying to do was just unappreciated. Notice, it didn't change me either, that discussion we had had earlier today. I still had my same tendencies too. Though, I will admit, this time it didn't escalate in quite the same way as it had before. So, we finished up the discussion, and I was feeling a little bit bummed, so I left the room, and I actually went to the bathroom myself to have a little bit quiet time. Yes, sometimes that's where I have to go to be alone. Um, So, here I am. I'm hiding in the bathroom, feeling a little bit sorry for myself, and I heard a little knock on the door, and you know what? It was that little boy that I had shared my thoughts with earlier that day and who had shared his thoughts with earlier at church with me. And he asked me if I was okay. I was so surprised. He came in and he said, you know what? I kind of see what you mean, mom. People don't really listen to you and I can see why you feel that way. He said, I feel like um, I can see why you don't think we respect you sometimes. I was floored that he sought me out to tell me that, that he understood why I felt that way. We didn't come to any big resolutions that day, but we both had a shift in perspective. And again, it might seem like a very small thing as I'm talking about it, It might seem like a consolation prize when what we really want is a clear-cut solution to our woes. But let me just say this one more time. This shift in perspective, this understanding of how the other person might be feeling, this is the first step toward finding that ultimate solution that we all want. It's the first step that opening your mind You know, it's the first step that it draws you toward one another, right? Like sometimes when we get in our own world and we just believe our thoughts are facts and we believe it's true, it kind of keeps us separated. Like this is what's true for me and I'm on this side. It's like we're drawing a line in the sand. But when we can open our mind to understanding from other vantage points and other viewpoints from the other person, it draws us in toward one another, So we can feel like a team again. I was recently talking to one of my clients and she was telling me how she had a really hard time with sex in general. She struggles with feeling like it's always for him and that it's his way of trying to control the relationship. And as we talked, and obviously we walked through some exercises that are dealing with her perspective of things and challenging her perspective, she was able to realize that she actually did want to connect with him too, both emotionally and physically. She realized that when she was frustrated about sex and believing that he was trying to control and manipulate, that that's when she avoided him and rejected him and um, steered clear. And she realized that she was the one actually ultimately controlling the intimacy there. From these realizations... We were able to talk more honestly and more objectively about her experience of the relationship. She was able to broaden her perspective and see her own responsibility in the interactions she was having with her husband. She realized that she does have choices 
and she does have power over the situation. This is the first step toward lasting change. She also talked about how, even though it was kind of silly, because when up to this point, it's often been a big blow up when they both finally just get honest with each other and say, well, this is how I feel. And well, this is how I feel. She said it's so ironic after they get into one of those disagreements and they're both frustrated that that's when she feels most connected. Why do you think that is based on what I just said? It's because they're both finally being honest with each other. They're sharing They're considering different viewpoints than the ones that they've had that have kept them closed off in their own mind. Okay, if you haven't already done it, I want you to think of just one thing in your marriage that you'd like to make a shift in perspective. Let's just start there. What are you currently thinking about this situation? It's clear to know what your current thoughts are, or it's good to know what your current thoughts are. And then what are three other ways you could view it? Happy December, my friends. I'm so glad you joined me today. And I wish you a wonderful Christmas season. Hey there, friend. I know there are some of you out there who are enjoying the podcast, but you aren't sure exactly how I help people in my one-on-one practice. If that's you and you're wondering if I might be able to actually walk you through a much-desired transformation in your own marriage make sure you get on my calendar. I'm going to leave a scheduling link in the podcast description today. It's free and you can make your own appointment by using the link you'll find in the description of this episode.